السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على عبد الله ورسوله محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين My beloved brothers, my sisters We have commenced the year 1444 from the hijra of the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him and it's been just about two weeks Many people talk about New Year's resolutions now, we need to know that in Islam, every time you do a bad deed, you must resolve to stop it. You must regret it. You must ask Allah's forgiveness. And you must resolve. You must have that firm intention. This, I'm not going to do it again. It was not good enough. Don't wait for an occasion to make a resolution. The same applies when you do a good deed you must be so happy that you resolve within yourself, I'm going to maintain this and build on it. So the bad is eradicated slowly but surely or instantly. And the good is increased by the will of Allah Almighty. Such that as the days pass, you become a person who has improved yourself both as a Muslim, as a believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as a follower of the Prophet Muhammad, may peace be upon him, and as a human being at large. You become a much more pleasant person. People enjoy interacting with you because you've become conscious of the little things you were not conscious about when you were young. And this is why we say, yes, we don't wait for a moment that might come somewhere down the year in order for us to repent or turn to Allah. If I'm planning to go for Hajj next year, it doesn't mean I hold on and wait without repenting for the entire year because I am hoping to go. You may never go. Who knows? Each time something bad is done by us, we must immediately pick up the pieces. If we've done the bad again or a third time, it does not mean that you now lose hope in the mercy of Allah. You make a resolve again, a resolution. Once again, no, I'm not going to... Re I know it's the third time I'm doing this, but I promise within myself, I promise Allah, I'm not going to do it. I promise myself, I'm a believer. My brothers and sisters, the years are passing. If you've noticed what I've noticed, 2019 came, I'm talking of the Gregorian calendar, and now when we write 2020, it seems like just yesterday. When we write 2021, it seems like early on this morning, right? And when we say 2022, it's like, oh, we're already there. Just like when we're writing 1444 Hijri, do you realize life, life goes on? Life goes on. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, has taught us to seize opportunities that are in front of us. But the problem with man... We don't notice the opportunities. You have a golden chance to do something. What are you doing? Snoring, sleeping. The chance came and it went. If it was a business deal, you're going to literally regret. Because people will tell you you're a fool. There was something dangling right in front of your face. All you needed to do was to pick the fruit and you couldn't do that. You were busy sleeping. It was an opportunity. But what about when it comes to something spiritual connected to Allah? People may never remind you. This is why the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, seized all opportunities to remind us that, listen, in life, there will be situations that you must make the most of. They may never come back. 
they may never come back. So let's go through one hadith of the Prophet wasallam narrated by Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah, where he says, the Prophet peace be upon him said, اغتنم خمسا قبل خمس. It's a very common narration. It's known by a lot of people, repeated often. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, says, seize five opportunities before they are lost, before they are overtaken by another five situations. This is a reminder from the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, to all of us. Guess what he starts with? Well, to make it interesting, you know, you're born. When you're born, obviously, you're being taught by your family members and so on. As you mature and you become a teenager, you develop energies. You start questioning, which is healthy. And you're looking for answers. You'd better look for answers in the right places. May Allah grant us goodness. Because if you look in the wrong places, perhaps it might contaminate that mind of yours. And it might be a long drive in the wilderness before you actually come back to what is correct. If at all, you're favored by Allah. May Allah Almighty protect all of us. So as you're growing, what do you notice? The energies. There comes a time when most youngsters feel that, you know what? I am the most important person here. That's teenage problem sometimes. You feel, you know, I'm the most handsome. Everyone should... All the attention should focus around me and it's me and the other people are by the way for as long as I'm surviving that's it everything's okay they must do their own thing yes that's just a little bit of teenage years when you think you're the most important guy ever right quickly you need to start looking at others you need to start using those energies in the right direction the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him has told us that the pens are lifted and the angels begin to write at the age of puberty your good deeds, your bad deeds, you're responsible. You are responsible. It's not bad. I mean, my book is being authored right now and so is yours. For as long as they're still writing in that book, I can chop and change and add and subtract because I have repentance, forgiveness. I can turn to Allah. I can and so on. May Allah grant me the opportunity to write a beautiful book and all of us so that when we hand our books back to Allah Almighty or when He actually hands them to us, we're proud of what we see or we're not so embarrassed. May Allah grant us goodness. May He forgive our shortcomings. So He says, Shababaka qabla haramik. Seize the opportunity of the fact that you are young, youthful, energetic, within the age of youth, before you become old. Wow. That's the first one he started with. Because when you're young, you forget everything and everyone. It's you and that's it. The world must rotate around you, your time, your schedule. You need to make the money. You need to get the job. You need to sleep. You need to do the... No, that's not what life is all about. It's all about every one of us. We're together in it. You live with people. Make life easy for them. Be considerate. Pick up after you. Simple. Don't just throw things. You want to eat, pick up your plate, help with the dishes, do something. You were a part of creating the mess. Don't leave it for others. Just because you have a position or you have money or whatever else you may have, does not give you the right to lose your character and conduct. It doesn't give you the right to start saying what you want. Become conscious of how you make others feel by your words. You are young. Young people are energetic. They want to punch everyone. They want to pick a fight with everyone. Be careful. Be careful. Here is the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, saying, contain those energies. Use them in the right direction. Do something constructive. You'd rather learn things. You'd rather 
help society, community, you'd rather become a person who's being known as he grows up as a good man, a good woman, a good person. May Allah grant us goodness. You're known by Allah Almighty as a person who is trying his best or one who is trying her best to obey the instructions of Allah. It's not easy at times to fulfill the obligations that Allah has placed on our shoulders. It's a challenge. But that's what life is all about. Keep going. Don't give up. Allah knows your weakness. Allah knows you're weak. But Allah wants you to keep trying. Don't give up. Don't ever think I've got this bad habit. It's just not leaving me. Keep trying. A day will come when inshallah you will quit it. Be strong. Learn to develop yourself. The power that you would like to show is needed to be used within yourself to overcome your own weaknesses. You need more energy to control temper than you actually need to vent it and punch someone. That's why the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, says, لَيْسَ الشَّدِيدُ بِالصُّرَعَةِ إِنَّمَا الشَّدِيدُ الَّذِي يَمْلِكُ نَفْسَهُ عِنْدَ الْغَضَبِ A powerful person is not one who can punch up others and out-wrestle them. That's not power. <laughs> That's just what everyone else would probably do. The real strength is the one who can control himself when he's angry. Allahu Akbar. And that's why when Allah describes himself, do you know what he says? Allah says, He is all able yet forgiving. Al-Aziz Al-Ghafoor. He is powerful. He can wipe out whatever he wants, but he's still forgiving. He knows. Imagine someone comes and you know that you've been gymming every single day and they want to swear you. You just look at them and laugh and walk away. That was energetic. That was actually very, very powerful what you did. But now to try and think I've got big muscles, slap this guy one and sort the problem out. That's not what it was. Engage them in discussion. Use the youth, that you, the youthfulness that you have, the strength, the energies that you have in the right direction. And Allah will open your doors. So, my beloved youth, you have energies. Calm down. Use them, inshallah, in the right direction. Because the day will come, you'll regret it. Just the other day, someone sent a photograph of some members of our community. Beloved members, may Allah give them Jannah, those who have passed away. And I was looking at this little photograph. Some of you might have seen it. And some of the uncles, they looked younger than their grandchildren today. And they've passed on and they're gone. But you can see the similarity in features. And then you think to yourself, it was just a click of a finger. And guess what? Time has passed. Before you know it, 60 years are gone. Subhanallah. 70 years are gone. It wasn't worth wasting your energies when you were young. Come on, you're young. We need you. Society, community, the nation, the ummah, the world needs you. You may be someone tomorrow whom the entire globe will celebrate as a person who's benefited, not just mankind, but beyond. May Allah Almighty grant us ease. So the first part of that hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says, seize the opportunity of your young age, your youthfulness, your energies, before it's overtaken by old age. Before it goes away, the very next part of the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ speaks about your health before it is overtaken by what? Before it is overtaken by sickness. Many times we are healthy, we don't realize. Until a limb goes, until 
sickness overtakes us, we can no longer do the things we used to, or we were able to. Subhanallah. It's worse if you say, I cannot do the things I wished I could have. When I was younger, I had the energy, I didn't. No, that's why we have a reminder such as this one to say, you have the energy, do it properly. Whether it is your prayer, whether it is whatever else it may be, community service. Community service in Islam is something that many people don't speak about. It is part of your belief in Allah to take from your wealth and go and look for poor people or those who don't have what you have and give it to them. It's a pillar of your faith. You're not a Muslim if you don't do that. Community service, without it, you cannot be a believer. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, says, لَا يُؤْمِنُ أَحَدُكُمْ حَتَّى يُحِبَّ لِأَخِيهِ مَا يُحِبُّ لِنَفْسِهِ None of you can be considered true believers until you love for your, your brothers what you love for yourself. Meaning you wish it for them, you'll help them, you'll try with them. Whatever you want for yourself, whatever, however you want people to treat you, you treat others. Whatever you wish for yourself, you help them achieve it. Today, let me explain what goes on. Man earns, and mashallah, may Allah grant us goodness in our earnings. But when we cross 10 million, 15 million, what happens to man? What happens to man? He wants everything for himself and he wants to continue to a hundred million and a billion and then he wants to be known as a billionaire. If being a billionaire came with helping the rest, mashallah, congratulations. If part of your work is the charity that is not just two and a half percent, two and a half percent belongs to Allah, we want to know what came from you yourself beyond the two and a half. Two and a half is a duty if you don't, you're accountable to Allah. What about more than that that comes from you? We've spoken about this in the past. Whatever it may be, but do something. You know Allah knows you help this one, that one, this one, that. So many people pass away, and this is a good piece of information, and then you find out they were helping so many others in community and society. No one knew. And guess what? Everything comes to a halt because the person passed on. Well, at least the prayers don't come to a halt. So seize the opportunity of your health before it's overtaken. Do something good. Like I said, when Allah has given you, when Allah has given you, in fact, that's the next part of the hadith. We've already touched on it. Seize the opportunity of your wealth before poverty overtakes you because everything that comes from Allah is limited. It comes in this world with a limit. When Allah gave you life, it's limited. Allah gave you health, it's limited. Allah gave you wealth, it's limited. Allah gave you free time, it's limited. Allah gave you life, it's limited. Those are the five things. Limited. Which means it's coming to an end. Don't be fooled. Watch the others. They, theirs has already come to an end. What about mine and yours? Come on, we can do better. My brothers, my sisters. The next time you spend on yourself on something, thank Allah. Thank Allah. And together with that gratitude, Think about someone who doesn't have, make an intention, inshallah, I'm going to take out a little portion and perhaps give it to others. Say, for example, you go out to a restaurant and so on, just the leftovers. Leave them in such a way that you can package them and perhaps serve them to a person who might be on the street. You don't know it would do more for that little boy in the center of the road than your entire meal did for you, even though you spent more money. We don't realize this. 
that reward, be they Muslim or not, it's irrelevant. This is humanity. We're talking about humankind. There is a humanitarian need. And Allah creates the poor, not because He wants to punish them. For many reasons, one of them is to test you and I, who, who come to know them, who see them, who come across them. That was the test of yours. That little child who messes up the window of your beautiful vehicle by semi-sucking it while you are actually driving. You know what? How you react to the child, the angels are writing it. You know he did wrong, but he, never, he didn't know any better. Hands were messy and he came. You just washed your car, spending 20 bucks washing your car. And next thing, this guy comes with his fingerprints. Can I please have one, whatever, banana or whatever. You know what? Say a good word. Give them something or go away silently. But you have no excuse to hurt them. Surah Al-Duha, we read it all the time. What does Allah say there? Allah says, You've heard the verse, right? It means the beggar. Beggar, the one who's asking, don't ever rebuke. Allahu Akbar. There we go. Because when you rebuke a beggar, it's written. And the, the worst part of it is it, it'll come back. It'll bother you somehow, somewhere. The, the, the little banana you were meant to give perhaps, or just a good word, perhaps something big might happen in your life that was such a big loss. You didn't know it came because Allah was so upset with what you did. Don't. These are human beings. The tables could have turned. They may turn with the, with the generations of ours. May Allah not make that happen when you're not here. What might happen to your great-grandchildren? Maybe. May Allah not let that happen, but it's worth thinking about. So seize the opportunity of your wealth before poverty overtakes you and it will. Do you know there is a verse of the Quran that every time I read, I get so happy. I mean, so many verses, but one in particular where Allah speaks about hellfire and he says, who is going to be protected from it? Let's listen to the verse. Allah says, وَسَيُجَنَّبُهَا الْأَتْقَى الَّذِي يُؤْتِي مَا لَهُ يَتَزَكَّى The one who will be saved from hellfire is the one who's conscious of Allah. The one who used to constantly give his wealth in charity. That means that I can save myself from hellfire by giving. By giving. Today, people are ready to give a bribe to save themselves from something. You know what I'm talking about here. We're ready to give whatever, depending on how big it is. Allah says, Wallahi, when it comes to the day of judgment, there's no bribery. Allah says, those who are doomed, they will want to give the whole world and whatever is in it and double of it. Allah says, it's not going to be accepted. But while you're alive, it's not a bribery. It's actually just preparation for that day. Oh Allah, you gave me a hundred, I gave Two and a half was the zakah of it, but I gave another five. Ya Allah, accept it from me. Allah says, you know, those people who were conscious of us, they developed a good relationship with us and they gave others from what we gave them, they'll be protected from hellfire. You see, I want to tell you something very interesting. All of us are gifted in different ways, but everyone is gifted, without a doubt. Some of us, it's easier for us to constantly pray and pray so much. Some of us, we read a lot of Quran. Some of us, some of us can't do as much in that regard. But Allah has given you wealth. Come on, you can earn your paradise through a billion different avenues. Earn it. It's not just one path straight like this. 
It's one huge highway with so many different lanes. That's what it is. So if Allah didn't give you an opportunity to do one, or you were weak in one, don't be weak in all of them. Your gift. Some people have a skill. Teach others. You get a reward. It's a sadaqa jariya. The hadith, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, says one of the things that will remain for you in reward continuously after your death is when you taught someone something good and beneficial and they continue to teach others generations for as long as that knowledge you delivered is being taught you will clock the reward even in your grave up to the end so i'm only trying to show you that whatever your gift is give it don't be don't be miserly don't want everything for yourself remember there are two primary objectives that allah has Decreed he wants from us number one worship Allah your maker your relationship with him should be solid Number two the rest of the creatures of the same maker have a beautiful relationship with them It should be based on goodness and justice Allah instructs you to be just and to be kind and to give Your relatives and the others give them It's okay you might not have a good relationship with some of them. Never mind, I'm still going to give. That was, that was the advice or the instruction that Allah delivered to Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu when someone accused his own daughter Aisha, Ummul Mu'mineen radiallahu anha of immorality. He said, I'm never going to give this relative of mine again. And Allah says, good people don't do that. Good people do not say that. They keep giving, no matter what they've said. Imagine. Subhanallah. So... The first opportunity that we tend to need a reminder regarding is when you're energetic and young, seize it before it is overtaken by old age. When you have good health, seize it before sickness overtakes you. When you develop your business and whatever and you have wealth, seize the opportunity of the fact that you have the wealth to do a lot of good before you lose that somehow. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And then when you have free time, faragh, I'm sitting, doing what? Please, please limit your Netflix and whatever else it may be, limit it. Your YouTube and whatever else it may be. If it is something really beneficial, alhamdulillah. If it is just a social, you're watching this and that. If it's not really beneficial, Limited. I tell you why. Time is ticking. You could have used that time in a much better way. All of us need a break sometimes. We're not denying that. Some people are so addicted that they would give up important things without batting an eyelid. I'm just sitting here. It's okay. No. Remember, free time is a gift from Allah. Use it constructively. Go out and help someone. Go and visit someone elderly, someone sick, a relative. Wallahi, you'll clock so many points in the eyes of Allah, you'll be surprised. You know, there's a narration where it is said that Allah will tell the son of Adam, I was sick and you didn't visit me. And the son of Adam will say, how could you be sick when you're Lord of the worlds? And then he will say, didn't you hear of such and such a person who was unwell? Had you visited them, you'd have found me there. Subhanallah. You know, when you boost people's morals, you say, hey, don't worry, you'll be well. The guy is on his deathbed and you're telling him, a miracle shall happen by the will of Allah and you will be okay. That can actually take them out of their sickness because they could perhaps, because of the good feeling and the boost you've given them, feel so good that they came out of the sickness. We underestimate it. It's not only about the medication. 
I mean, people are saying that with COVID, many people died just because of the fear. They were so scared, they themselves, and they were isolated to a degree mankind hasn't seen before. Well, not we haven't. And my brothers, the last and final point, seize the opportunity of your life before a day comes when you won't have it anymore. Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma used to say, when you enter the evening, don't ever think that you're going to get up in the morning. And when you get up in the morning, don't ever think that you're going to make it to the evening. Meaning, you should just be prepared. You should just be prepared. Many times, I think when you clock a certain age, as you recline in your bed, do you know what's the dua? The dua is, Oh Allah, in your name I put my side to sleep. If you take my soul away in my sleep, have mercy on it. And if you send it back in the morning and allow me to wake up, protect me in the same way you protect your pious slaves. Wow. Bismika Allahumma wa da'atu jambi wa bika arfa'uha in amsakta nafsi faghfir laha wa in arsaltaha fahfadha bihifdika alladhi tahfadu bihi ibadaka salihin. That's a prayer the Prophet sallallahu used to make when he used to recline in the evening, go to sleep, go to bed. What does that mean? It means you might not make it up in the morning. Have you made peace with Allah? Make peace with Allah every morning, every evening. And I tell you what, I started off by speaking about New Year's resolutions. And I'm ending off by telling you, you should have a daily resolution, in fact, twice a day. In the morning and in the evening. Because as the angels rotate, your deeds go up. Let's make sure that they go up, at least with a repentance. Oh Allah, my day, I did good, I did a bit of bad. Forgive me, grant me goodness. Let tomorrow be a better day. I'm going to use my energies in the right way. Make me a better person such. When I close my eyes and meet you, grant me the goodness. And make it easy for me in this world as well. Bearing in mind when you make the lives of others easy, Allah makes your life easy.